Welcome back to the EdTech Takeout. This is episode 117, and I'm joined today by my official co-host. I'm a co-host now. <laughs> a co- what was that? I don't I know. I don't know what that is. But she's returned again, my co-host, Gina Rogers. Your co-hostage. <laughs> oh, there it is. See? You're catching on. Yes. yes. There, you got the... Sh- you got it, Shaylin. You got the sarcasm. So if you're wondering who that other voice is on the microphone today, that is Shaylin Huber. She is our newest member of the DLG WAA team, and so she is here as our special guest. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yay. yay. I always have to do a yay yes. every episode. It's kind of my trademark. All right. So prior to uh, starting our recording today, we told Shaylin we were really going to well, Gina called it a hard-hitting interview, so we'll see. We'll yeah. see what, what comes she, out of this. She might leave crying. I don't know. Gosh, we didn't bring the Kleenex in. No. Oh, um, there's a box right oh, there. Oh, good. Okay. I scoped right. it out before. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shaylin, let's get started and tell us just a little bit about yourself, like um, where you taught before, what your education is, what your background, what do you want to tell us? Perfect. So I, prior to this, I'll just kind of start with most recent, I came from the Linmar where I was an innovation coach and teacher librarian. Prior to that, I taught in the Davenport Community School District where I was an elementary teacher librarian and an elementary instructional coach for two buildings. I am an alumni of the University of Iowa, go Hawkeyes, Mm -hmm. and the University of Northern Iowa for my master's. Is that like the University of Northern (laughs) Iowa? The (laughs) University of Northern Iowa. It's pretty fantastic. And then my most recent role has been a new mom to Nora. She will be one in December, Mm -hmm. and she's so much fun, so I love talking about her and I could go on all day but I wouldn't want to bore you so (laughs) that's just a little bit about me. Shaylin I um, haven't said this to you before but did you um, went to school and did you live in Kalamazoo? Yes. Did you know that I'm from Grand Mound? You are? What? (laughs) I remember when we were yeah so uh, for those of you that don't know the geography both of us came from a town like our population is like 500. I can't imagine that yours is much bigger, if maybe smaller than that. I think like 700 for Wheatland. Yeah, so. and so we probably grew up, well, I grew up much sooner and longer ago <laughs> than you did. Um, but so, yeah, within 10 minutes of one another. Small world. It is a small maybe world. Maybe we know the same people. We, yeah. we might. We, we might. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about those people off Right? Because yeah. they're from Calmus, yeah. right? Or we, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 know them. Okay. Doug getting a shout out on the podcast. Doug I'll getting love it. a shout out on the yeah. podcast. Yes, right. Okay, so what made getting back to our interview <laughs> and the real so sorry. reason that people are here listening yeah, right. today? Um, thanks for joining in. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what made you interested in digital learning? Well, I just remember my first year of teaching ever. I thought I was going to be a classroom teacher, but I fell in love with the school that I interviewed at and actually became a teacher librarian. And of course, all of the opportunities for digital learning were so like high so I was kind of thrown into the role of helping teachers with technology so going in the classroom and kind of having to learn fast I saw how it really increased student engagement 
which really led to more productivity and students like learning more. So I was just amazed by all of the things that you could do with technology. And then also on the teacher end, I was, it was so awesome to see teachers jump out of their comfort zone and use digital learning to create lessons that engaged their students. So it was kind of twofold. Like I loved seeing how it increased engagement for students, but also teacher engagement and made them feel more productive. Yeah, and I think that's a good segue to kind of our next question is what are some of the things that you've done with teachers to incorporate technology in classroom instruction? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so definitely some of the things is just really looking at how um, digital learning can give students like a choice in voice Mm -hmm. and also they can use creativity. So oftentimes when we think of learning, like I know when I was high school, in high school you would be given a worksheet and you would have to fill in the blanks Mm -hmm. but now with digital learning there's so many things that students can students can do whether it's creating a video like some of my favorites have been creating um so book trailers from books that they read and then also allowing students to do like google slideshows and then giving them that choice so i think my favorite has just been tapping into how students can have a choice to share what they learn and just seeing that engagement like really sore and then also another big thing is looking how it can make things more accessible so i always we always see the students who they might not be able to read the text, but then you pull in a tool like Google Read and Write and you can see students have success. So I just love how it gives everyone a voice and gives everyone access to all the things. Yeah, that's a really great point. Like we need to make sure that learning is accessible to everyone and our technology really does help um, that be possible. Um, So you're about three months in, three? three or four months into being with this team, um, (laughs) thinking about the rest of this year, what are some things that you're really looking forward to? I am just really looking forward to continuing to watch the relationships both with my team and my districts continue to grow and to kind of see where they go. I feel like I've met so many amazing people. I've got to work with high school level, which I never really had before. And it's just been incredible to see their engagement through professional development and to hear them talk about the things that they're doing in the classroom. So I also have to do a shout out for my team because I love them so much and they make working fun. <laughs> so, her arms I are know. tied behind her back right now. Like yeah, she, you don't see wow, that part. really you got know, the two grandmas the of the team here. Today. Yes, <laughs> I was just going to say I had to go with the co-hostage theme. So, <laughs> so you can believe that if you want or not. But send help. <laughs> yes, send help. But of course, just working with my team in the districts and the other people in the agency, I've learned so much. Like. I think I learned something new every day and just being able to share with that. And I do have to give a little plug, like I'm excited to see where AI goes. I know our team has been diving deep into artificial intelligence. So just kind of seeing how that grows and how it can make things more productive. 
Yeah, the AI thing really reminds me of more probably when I first started at the AA when there were just like digital tools coming out all the time, you know, and we were trying to just keep our thumb on what was going on and what was good and what wasn't good and what we would share and what was free and what wasn't free. And it really certainly feels like that again, which is mm-hmm. actually kind of exciting because I feel like there's been such a lull in digital tools for the last couple of years that we yeah. just, we've got good stuff, but there hasn't been a lot of new developing, hard hitting stuff. So, mm-hmm. I agree 100%. And like when you say the free version, like free versus paid, I'm like, if you're listening and you have an AI tool, please keep it free. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, from your lips to their ears, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So many amazing things that teachers could just use for free. Yes. So um, I have actually two questions. One, I'm going to put you on the spot for after this, which I'll give you a little so you can think about it, is okay. I'm going to ask you what districts you serve for those people who may be in within our AEA. Oh, but perfect. So keep that in the back of your mind because that sometimes I think is hard to spin out. Yes. Um, but for last question, what's your ride or die tech tool? Definitely Google Suite for education. Um, and it's definitely Google Suite for education because it helps on the teacher productivity side, like Google Documents, Google Slides, but also students. There's so many tools in there to give them the choice in voice, whether they're writing on a document, they're creating a Google Slide. So definitely the Google Suite for education. And I love that it's always coming out with new stuff. Like apparently you can put emojis on Google Slides now. And gifts I mean, or something, gifts, right? Like yeah. it's all inserted in, like you can insert it all from in there, right? Huh. That's Stickers. kind of fun. Yep. But Seesaw and Canva are coming in with a close second. Yeah. So Google, mm. like, keep up in the ante. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love me some Canva. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Don't get her started. Yeah. <laughs> we should do. When was the last time we've done like an episode just on Canva? I don't know. I feel like we talk about it a lot. We Maybe do. we should Maybe just. It'd be worth bringing it back. Yeah. Because there is some I new think stuff you in should. there we haven't talked there about. There is. And the yeah. teacher resources yeah. that mm-hmm. they have, like, already created lesson plans yeah. because yeah. sometimes their slides are very pretty mm-hmm. and yeah. you can make them accessible. Yeah. No, they are super pretty slides, and that's awesome that you can make them accessible too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love – Mindy and I played the other day with the <laughs> – Oh, the um, AI generation, image generation. <gasps> oh, yeah. Generator, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. We tried One to of make- us had a really hard time. That was me. I had a dog with a tail coming out of the middle of his forehead and stuff. Like, I, so, I don't know what was going on. I had a really hard time. You had given it, like, a lot Too of much. prompts. Too much. Well, it's also like, kind of hey, you, right? I know what I want. Okay. with blonde hair and no a lips. pugged nose with no lips. I wanted and- a picture of me. <laughs> In pajamas on a cozy gray couch with a dog. <laughs> and it did not. And it, it was like uh, too much information. <laughs> cannot make it. Oh, it's kind of new, so it's just yeah, got to right. get with the times, it's right? It yeah. needs to catch up with my demands. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But that's a hard That's a hard one. Yeah. So but it is, maybe it'll get there one day yeah. to meet Mindy's demands. But it demands. is pretty amazing how it does just it like is. kick out those I images know. based upon like just what you say. Um, and text. So another like AI side note, I know that we talked about Figma um, a couple episodes ago, yeah. Mindy. Last episode, yeah. Was it last episode? I don't know. I can't remember. Sure. Um, anyway, so they just came out with a new feature. So here's oh, an did. additional tech nugget. Okay. I guess that's coming first. Um, is that like now you can put stickies on the board, but then like select them 
and there's an option that's called like AI and it sorts the stickies or it summarizes them so it looks at them and sorts them into themes Nice. or it will look at them and summarize them like on the teacher side of it like the facilitator side of it yeah okay so, well, I'm wow. excited. That's Might good. Just know what I'm doing this weekend. Yeah, you need to check that. <laughs> just <guy> kidding. Out. <laughs> you know, late yeah. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. You know, midnight. Go home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Crack open my laptop. <laughs> check out Big Jam. <laughs> Did you? Do you remember who your districts are? I do remember okay, who my districts are. I'm in trying to go. Order, I was literally <laughs> just about to say I'm going to go through an alphabetical order. You have them memorized in alphabetical order? No. Oh, oh. <gasps> I was going to say because I mean, that's impressive. I can try. Okay, so, here we go. Here we go. Uh, okay, this will show how good of a librarian I was. Oh, okay. mm. So let's pull in those. Okay. Um, Central City. Uh-huh. English Valley. Good job. HLV, yep. Iowa Valley, mm-hmm. for Marion there's Lone Tree. Oh gosh, really is. <laughs> I gosh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Marion uh-huh. and Marion Homeschool. Right. North Lynn. Good job. Good job. Did I did I get a gold sticker? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put Definitely. it on a slide for you. You bet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Our from one of Shaylin's uh, districts and are looking to get a hold of her, you can certainly uh, email us at the podcast at gwaa.org and we will forward that message for uh, Shaylin on and get in touch with her that way. Otherwise, thanks so much for coming on and welcome to the Thank team. Thank you guys. We're so this happy was to so have you. so fun. Welcome. You're the best team in the world and my hands are still tied. <laughs> Co-hostage. Blink <laughs> once for help. Okay. Yes. But we're going to get started today with news and updates. Okay, I do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay, I have um, actually two updates from Seesaw. So Seesaw does a really nice job of keeping RAA in kind of the know of what's new and coming out. And so I took a look quick at what was coming up for the month of November, even though we're kind of halfway through November. But um, it does have computer science week is coming up. It, they have added some code.org computer science uh, collection and they've had coding and computer science lessons within Seesaw. So this isn't necessarily new, but I think they've added additional resources for you. Um, and not that you're supposed to just do computer science in December, but there um, are code.org computer science lessons in there. So definitely something to take a look at and then also in addition they have added and this i believe is new i'm going to keep my fingers crossed that i'm correct in saying that but um they have an english language explorers for newcomers so if you have students that are new to your classroom they have 10 lessons here it looks like that will introduce kind of school vocabulary to students and there's some vocabulary activities so something to take a look at if you have an English language explorer that's new to your classroom. So some good resources there. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I've got a couple news and updates. One of those is coming from Instructure. Um, and this is a partnership that they have entered with Khan Academy, um, Khan Mingo or Khan Mingo. Um, should be available within the Canvas um, platform. 
in the next couple months now exactly what that's going to look like as far as having an administrator turn it on, if it's an additional paid um, premium on top of your subscription to Canvas, I'm not sure. I'll put some information in the show notes about that, but it's something to just be aware of. I think it has some potential, what I've seen modeled for it. Um, It allows students to have kind of a learning coach along with them as they're working through a writing assignment or as they're working through some sort of a homework assignment. And so that's something to to just be aware of or have on your radar. So conmingo or conmigo. I think it's oh. conmigo. Oh, pronunciation is still up I in know. the air. <laughs> no, I always want to say conmingo, but it's not. It's conmigo. Um, is like a ming- like Amigo? Amigo, okay. I think. So, okay. I don't know if that's right, but, you know, don't quote us on that. Yeah. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> Please don't at us. We so, won't listen or, or, or read it even. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But that's coming soon to Canvas. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you want to talk about teach the Teach AI Toolkit? Because I missed this webinar. I thought it was going to come to me in recording, and it never did. So... I missed the webinar, too. Oh, no. Too. Okay, so, so let's just both make it up as we go along. So te- there's a Teach AI um, toolkit that Gina has linked, and she'll link it into the show notes, too. But lots of different um, real-world examples and practical resources, it says, to get in and kind of be thinking about um, what AI is going to look like in your school. So thinking about policies um, and maybe your different points of view, school leaders, staff, just so you have thought through some of the things before AI is being used in your classroom. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really like about this toolkit is that they have some just ways that you can think about AI as being um, or having the potential for a lot of benefit for right. educators, but then also potential risks or drawbacks from using AI too. And so it's a it's kind of a nice toolkit for thinking about just what's on everyone's mind yeah, how right. do we well and i think too when we start to name potential risks then we can be proactive uh, with how we talk with students or our policies too so that we know you know it's good to know the positive and negatives of of each new technology coming into our classrooms definitely um and then i think our last little piece if i'm looking at our list correctly here is just that our, our team was recently at iTech, which if you're an out-of-stater if you're not an iowan um, is our technology conference in the month of october and our team usually always goes and presents at that and so we always like to share out those resources uh, so there is a link here that Gina will link to the show notes that has all of our team's uh, sessions that we did for those couple days in Des Moines. So feel free to check those out. And if you have questions, you can certainly email us at podcast at gwaa.org. All right. So next up, my favorite part of the show is tech nuggets. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you got over there, Ginger? Um, okay, so the first tech nugget that I have is turning on reader mode in Chrome. Um, so we did this today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of the things that, strangely enough, Chrome hasn't had a reader mode. Um, 
which is something that was always available in Safari. And mm -hmm. so when I say reader mode, what I mean is just kind of a scrubbed version of different web pages that kind of gets rid of some of those ads, makes it a little bit more uh, readable, hence the name reader mode. Uh, so in Chrome, it's kind of a funny way that you turn it on, but you go to Chrome colon flags in the URL bar, and then that will bring up all of your different flags, which are different just components of Chrome. And there's a search bar at the top. So then you'll type in reader. Reading. Reading, yes. sorry. Reader will, yeah, it has to be reading. Reading. Yep. Mm -hmm. So type in reading. Sorry, thank you. No, it's right. Um, and you would have to then enable that reading mode or reader mode. Once that is enabled, then there is next to your profile picture a little, it looks like a square that's split into two rectangles, one that's kind of a lighter color and one that's like a black color. If you click on that, that's where you have some different Chrome options. And then there's a drop down in there and you can turn on your reader reading mode. Mm -hmm. um, that's what then will scrub your website and make it more readable, like just simplify it, take out the ads, make it easy to read and free of distractions. And so there's also some um, text customization options in there too. So you can turn on like dark mode if that makes it easier for you to read. You can choose a different background color to the text. You can also choose from, I think, four different fonts. And you can also change the um, character spacing and then also the line spacing and density. Um, of the text on the page to make it just easier to read and digest. Yeah, when I was messing with this, it also allows you to adjust the, the pane size. So you mm -hmm. can have reading mode on one side, half screen, and then the actual you know tab or whatever open on the left side, same size. Or you can adjust it to kind of hide that website and just have the reading mode paid pane. That's a lot, reading mode pane as pretty much a full screen, but so you can kind of adjust that too, which is nice. Hmm. Gets great. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Gina. Um, let's see. This is, I'm going to, this might be something that people already know, but every time I show people this, I get like a big smile from um, whoever I've shared it with. So I consider it a pretty big tech nugget. If you are a tab hoarder, like I know so many of you out there are. I'm a tab there, hoarder. Yeah. There are a lot of you. There are a lot of you, and I'm not here to shame you. I'm here to help you. So if you have a million tabs open and you're always looking for a tab, you can search your tabs in two different ways. One of them is that in your search bar, your, your URL, whatever, you can put at, the little at sign, and tabs. And within there, it will drop down the name of all of the tabs that are open. The other thing that you can do is way over on the right-hand side in your Chrome window, there is a little carrot, like a little downward-facing arrowy carrot. If you click on that guy, it lists all of your tabs in, um, in a row. And so you can find it by name as opposed to trying to find it in icons because some of you have so many tabs open, you can't even see the icons on your tabs. Some of you, not all of you. 
So that's a nice way to be able to see all of your tabs and choose the one that you're looking for next. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So some of us have even so many tabs open <laughs> that we have multiple windows, windows. with like a hundred tabs. Oh, it's re- I yeah, I can't function that way, but I know lots of you do out there. So yeah. hopefully that will help you find what you're looking for. <laughs> That's a nice nugget. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I I express thank you from all of us tab holders yeah, okay, out there. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So next nugget. So there's been a plethora of different AI tools mm-hmm. that have hit. Um, the scene over the past few months. This is just one, it's called Twee. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of interesting, you just drop a text or drop a video or whatever in there and it um, is capable of generating some uh, critical thinking questions for that text. You can also um, have it generate dialogue around a topic so you could put in there Something like generate me a conversation between Gandhi and Martin Luther King, and it will generate that um, conversation for you. So that's a that's just one of those other AI tools to check out um, that might be on your list of things that you need to explore. Yeah, it's so hard not to get wrapped up in the AI. I mean, we have a couple other AI nuggets, which is actually exciting for us because, to be honest, like nuggets can be kind of hard to find these days because the it felt like technology kind of like we were just real steady. It was just this is the technology we have and this is what we're using. This AI thing has made it kind of exciting to share nuggets again. So I'm going to piggyback off of your AI tool and share one that I feel like now has become like a granddaddy of AI, um, which is Magic School AI. And this one is specifically for teachers. And uh, what I think is nice about this is that if you are new to AI, it kind of puts on some guardrails for you to go in and use different categories. So if you're wondering like, how would I use this as a teacher? You go into Magic School AI and there's a million, not a million, that's an exaggeration, um, different categories for you to kind of generate text. You can generate questions, you can generate, assessments you can generate behavior intervention behavior plans. intervention plans there's so so much exemplars and non-exemplars which i think are sometimes really hard to find you can um oh the other one is common misconceptions and i think that's an interesting thing because we have to understand common misconceptions to be prepared for a lesson so lots of different opportunities in there now would i say that magic school ai is like generating ideas that are off the charts unbelievable and cutting edge, no. But I do think that it gives you some ideas to get started and could lend you some ideas to go into something more powerful like ChatGPT or something like that. Mm-hmm. So take a look at that one. Yeah. Um, so my last nugget is also another AI tool okay. and it is text FX with Google. Um, I thought this was really interesting because it's just a, a different look at how you might use AI to support. Um, this is real specifically to figurative language generation and so it can help you generate alliteration or um, hyperbole or um, take a word that you want to do some more playing with in the text that you're writing and have them kind of explode that word out into different ways that you could possibly 
mess with wordplay. Um, I thought it was just super interesting and a different take on a lot of the AI tools that I've mm -hmm. seen out there. And, you know, might be useful to someone for, like, if they're just or struggling with some writer's block or something like that, mm -hmm. or struggling with coming up with a fresh or a new idea. It's something that you might look at to, to just spice things up. Yeah. It's sure. a spicy nugget. It's a spicy nugget. There you have it. <laughs> Um, I actually have two more nuggets I, because I'm a one-upper. Um, mm. I have this one, which I have used very regularly, and it's Ghostwrite, which is a ChatGPT email assistant. Do you have this? Do you use I this? don't use this one. Okay. So um, you add this as – oh, now I need to look. I think it's probably a Chrome extension. Yes, it's a Chrome extension, and then it pops into your email. What I really like about this is that – uh, it it generates these emails that sound a lot more professional than I am, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, we both know how <laughs> professional. <laughs> we both know how professional I really am, which is like, you know, the nail of my pinky finger. So if you ever get an email from me that's like ends with best wishes, Mindy, just know. Warm regards. <laughs> Warm, warmest regards, Mindy. It's not from me, really. It's <laughs> I've used my um, Ghostwrite as a, my pal. And so there um, are some opportunities then to either – you can have, like, professional emails. You can have more of a friendly email. It allows you to choose your tone. And the other couple other things that are nice is that, you, first of all, you can tell it kind of general um, thoughts that you want to be generated. You can give it a theme of what you'd like to write an email about. It will also pop up with replies, so you can choose a reply if it's once you've received an email. And if you ever get put in on like an email, like halfway through the email chain, and you're like, I have no idea why why did I get added to this email chain? Why? Someone tell me why. There's a summarize button. So it'll it'll read through all of those emails and then summarize um, it for you to read. You still might not know why you got added <laughs> at the but end at of least the summary. you have a general idea of what it's about, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we can't promise miracles. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, so there's a free account and a paid account. I have like I mean, my account says that I have like 100 uses of this a month. We've had other people tell us that you only get like 15. And I don't know why. I don't know why I have so many. And I don't know that you wouldn't have that many. So one thing I would suggest is that you go into your account then to see how many you get a month. And then if you only get 15, maybe only need, use it when you really need like an important reply <laughs> or an important email that it's just really, it's really great to at least get you started and it makes you sound smarter than you are. So nice. There you have it. And then the last one was just one that um, last Friday I shared with uh, a school that uses Seesaw. They didn't know that this was a thing. And so I thought, oh, this could be a tech nugget is that Seesaw within Seesaw, they have set office hours. So if you are using inbox or messages, I should say, with your families to communicate, you can set your office hours within your profile and your account so that you mute notifications within the messages 
and it will also notify anyone who is sending you a message that you're away from your technology for a set amount of time. So let's say you have a parent who has sent you a message at let's say 10 p.m. and your your office hours obviously are are over. It'll show a message to them that says, you know, like, well, Mindy Carney is away from her computer. Expect a message from her later or something. I don't in the morning. Yeah, something different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of nice because I think it's great for families to be able to communicate with us because everybody's families run on different schedules. You know, families might not have the opportunity to sit down and read through emails or messages until all the kids are in bed, which could be at 10 o'clock. And so they may be messaging you and you may be in bed. So it's just kind of a nice way to keep that communication open, but also let them know, hey, I'm, I'm away from my computer right now and I'll, I'll be communicating with you later. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's super easy. You just go click on your profile picture um, turn on work hours, turn on office work hours, I believe is what it's called. And then you just check which days and you set your times and notifications will turn back on when it's 8 a.m. or whatever it is that you want to turn it back on for. We'd love to hear from you. So reach out to us on X at DLGWAA, or you could send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. We always accept emails at podcast at GWAA.org. And we'd love to hear your thoughts or if you have ideas for future shows, let us know. But until next time, this has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. 